In this new segment of Advisor Revelations, the DPL team will discuss how to evaluate new solutions and address current challenges and the strategies that can help you grow your firm and AUM. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this segment of Advisor Revelation Podcast, where we take a deeper dive into some of the different solutions and various ways that we're seeing advisors leverage uh, certain solutions here at DPL. So I have some exciting content for everybody today, some new ideas we want to talk about. This is Tim Rambowski. I'm our Vice President of Member Success here at DPL. And joining me today is one of our lead consultants, Ross McGoodwin. Ross, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, Tim, thanks for having me on today. I'm excited to talk about the idea of commission-free buffer annuity, which is becoming a very popular topic in recent months. And I think there would be some great takeaways for a lot of the advisors that we work with. Yeah, no, it's definitely an exciting topic. I mean, this is something that uh, we hear a lot about in the news every day. But before we get going, just want to remind all of our listeners that you can actually hop out to dplfp.com and go to our team member page where you can learn more about the solutions that we're talking about today, as well as more about membership. Um, on there's a link to uh, you know schedule a time to speak with uh, Ross, myself, any of our other consultants where you can learn more. So with that, after this, if uh, you have some interest, hop out there and uh, schedule a time. But now let's get to the topic at hand. So Ross, you mentioned a buffer annuity. You know, just for all those listening, there's a lot of terms here for this type of product. What we're going to be talking a lot today, it's a lot like structured notes, very similar to that, but it's definitely not an insurance product. But that's kind of the, the similar type chassis that we'll be talking about today. You'll also hear in the news the term uh, structured annuity, structured variable annuity, registered index linked annuity, RILAs. So there's a lot of different terms. But Ross, why don't you talk to us a little bit about this new product category? Because every time I look at a uh, industry periodical, all they do is talk about how much these RILOs, these structured annuities have grown. And I think it's almost, what, 200% year-over-year clip, the growth rate right now. So just tell us a little bit, you know, what is a buffer annuity um, and why is it getting so much buzz right now? Yeah, no, it's a great question. I think it's a great topic, especially right now when you see the market going all over the place. There's a lot of volatility. Advisors are struggling to find options that can de-risk, but still have some meaningful returns. So buffer annuity, it's a concept that's not necessarily brand new, but what we've noticed over the last few years are that a lot more carriers are starting to get into this space. There used to only be a couple. And it's really the newest category of annuities overall on our platform. But what's been great is that over the last four years, to your point, it's been one of the fastest growing areas in the space, actually the fastest growing area compared to other product categories. And the unique aspect to these buffer annuities or structured variable annuities is that they provide um, still really meaningful upside with a layer of downside protection. You mentioned buffer ETFs, structured note strategies. These are all a similar concept where there's a customized layer of downside protection, but then there might be upside that's a lot greater than what someone can expect in bonds or fixed income or even a fixed index annuity. Those are all interchangeable where uh, right now where you're seeing that it's meant not to lose money, but that there's still some upside potential, but maybe not a ton, certainly not typically double digit returns. A buffer annuity can still give a client double-digit returns, maybe even close to 20% as a rate of return. But then the carrier takes on a portion of the downside risk, maybe up to 10%. So the really unique aspect to this is that they help a client maybe de-risk out of equities. 
And right now, that's what a lot of advisors think are struggling with is thinking through how can we help a client de-risk out of equities, but still have some really meaningful upside and be able to do something that's really unique versus what a lot of firms typically talk about is just you know stocks and bonds. This is going to fit in the middle, which is, I think, really unique and why this is really taking off with a lot of firms out there. Yeah. You know, I hear from a lot of people, you know, the insurance industry hasn't innovated in a long time. And what you're describing to me is certainly some innovation. It sounds like it's a new, unique solution. And obviously it's getting a lot of adoption from advisors and their clients. So I guess, tell us a little bit, you were talking about de-risking a second ago. And obviously we know, you know, 10,000 people are retiring every day. So I know de-risking is obviously a huge concept that's coming up more and more. But tell us just a little bit about, you know, so the cases that you're working on, what are the clients? What is that client experience like? You know, what, what clients should an advisor in general be thinking about when they're thinking about this buffer annuity concept? Yeah, absolutely. So what, what we're seeing is that a lot of the clients that are potential candidates or that are great fits for this are really just really anyone that needs to maybe start de-risking their allocation. You know, let's say they're maybe 80-20 and they're maybe starting to approach retirement. We're talking maybe like five to 10 years before retirement. You know, all the academics talk about how those five years before and after retirement are so critical to determining, you know, how successful you will be at reaching your goals and spending retirement and living through retirement with the legacy that you're planning on. So those really critical 10 years are what a lot of advisors are trying to face proactively. And what the buffer annuity can do is take some of the risk off the table for those really key 10 years. So what a lot of firms are doing is they have a client who's maybe 55, six years old. They know they have a few working years left, but they want to protect some of that downside risk while still giving the client some meaningful upside. And just for example, the double digit returns we're talking about, you know, that can be potentially linked to a variety of different indices. You know, a lot of times we talk about the S&P because it's, you know, a good standard to use across the board and everyone's of course familiar with it, but giving a client still a really meaningful participation in the S&P on the upside, but taking away a good amount of the downside risk, maybe like 10% is what is helping a client still have some meaningful returns during these key 10 years, but really softening the blow if there is a bad sequence of returns. So what this is really utilized for is sequence of return risk mitigation. That's where this really fits. And being able to be a great middle ground between being invested in the market or being in fixed income, where right now, let's be, you know, let's be real, those returns are maybe not expected to be very significant. After you factor in advisory fees, you know, BlackRock and others anticipate that we might be looking at even maybe negative real returns on fixed income for the next five to 10 years. So that's why the solution is becoming popular is that it addresses those key years, but still allows a client to participate in a lot of the upside potential. So that age group, you know, late 50s, early 60s is certainly a age demographic where this is working. But in terms of their planning cycle, you know, maybe five, 10 years before retirement is when it's maybe time to start thinking about where this can make sense. That's great context. Yeah, to kind of know the client type that's looking at this. And, you know, what I'm seeing and hearing from a lot of advisors is, like you mentioned, Ross, with fixed income, negative real returns, I'm seeing people just not rebalancing. Maybe they're letting their stocks run longer than usual. 
But the other thing that we're seeing today that we haven't seen in a long time is incorporating different types of investments for kind of that tweener that you were talking about between the stocks and the bonds. Well, you know, we're seeing people, mm-hmm. you know, utilize alternative investments. We're seeing them use private real estate, even for that matter. You know, seeing people essentially, it just feels like we're taking on more risk in order to achieve some returns because we're not getting them in the fixed income market. So I guess, right. is that kind of how you're seeing this buffer annuity? Is that kind of the same void that people are trying to solve by using you know alternatives and private real estate and things like that? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great alternative to just being in straight stocks and bonds, but it's also going to be a great alternative to some of the things you just mentioned that can either get complex, difficult to access, or perhaps just be uh, really risky at the end of the day compared to maybe what an advisor typically would introduce into the portfolio. And it makes sense people are looking at these alternatives because what's historically been reliable or very safe in fixed income currently is not really cutting it or is just really locking in a client to maybe poor returns or losing money. And you know that is the opposite of what you're trying to accomplish with the principal protection strategies. So I think that's why these alternatives are becoming more popular. But what advisors tell me about what they like about the buffer annuity, though, is that it's actually pretty simple and it's very easy to access. You know, a lot of these alternative strategies you talked about, you know, private credit and some of these really complex structured notes are actually not really readily accessible to a lot of investors. You know, there might be certain clients that are really high net worth that have access to some of this, but these are going to be accessible really for anyone. And I'm not saying that this is only for clients that you maybe have a million dollars net worth. We have plenty of clients that have, you know, a higher net worth looking at these options. But the point is, is that they're going to be readily available across an advisor's entire practice. And the mechanics of how these solutions are work are built are really going to be very simple for both the client and the advisor to understand. And I think that's what people really like is that there's not, at the end of the day, a lot of complex mechanics and it gets an advisor and a client to a place where it's easy to really have some framework around how it's built and where it fits in terms of the risk tolerance. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, with annuities, a lot of times the knot can be around, you know, surrender charges and costs and kind of what you're explaining to us as a product. sounds like, you know, there's definitely a lot of benefits and moving parts. So talk to us just a little bit about you know, in general, what are you seeing when you're looking at the products across the landscape with regards to, you know, fees? Is it, is it lower cost, higher cost? And as mm-hmm. well as, are there lockup periods on these types of solutions or, or are they readily available where you can move in and out? Just talk to us a little about those two things. Yeah, great question. So, uh, of course, when advisors think annuities, there's a lot of misconceptions that come with really high fees and also liquidity restrictions and complexity. What I think a lot of advisors will find with these solutions is that They've really addressed a lot of those concerns and have really had advisors have really an aha moment of, yeah, this is actually looking a lot more how I would love to see a fiduciary annuity be built. So from a cost perspective, you're going to see that they're extremely low cost. A lot of the solutions have no explicit fees or they're going to have very, very low m and expenses, you know, maybe like 25 basis points as a product cost. So you're either at zero or 0.25 to access the product. I don't think anyone's going to find that expensive, of course. And then if they want to add on lifetime income, then that will have its own cost because the carrier has to budget out the lifetime income withdrawals. But point is, is that there's only 
either zero or 0.25 as an M&E. And there's no added investment expense. It's all factored into the strategy. Unlike a traditional variable annuity, I think a lot of people go there first with thinking about cost. That does have more layers of expenses because you have an M&E that's always there. And then you have a sub-account expense, which on average in the industry, in the traditional world, that's going to add up to maybe 2.2%. So we're taking that all the way down to either zero or 0.25. So that's what you're seeing as a big difference on total fees. Now, in terms of the liquidity, there's going to be typically no surrender period on these options. And instead, it'll just be built with a market value adjustment period. So much more liquid than what someone would typically ever find in this space. There's one solution on our whole platform that does carrier surrender, but the same carrier has an alternative with an income rider with no surrender period. So the point is, is that if someone values liquidity and they don't want to have the surrender period or the CDSC period, that is available through our network, which is really exciting for firms and clients to know they have that flexibility on the table. And then finally, another great advantage with this category is that some of these options even have a control mechanism where the advisor can set up alerts and actually freeze their rate of return in the middle of the year, the middle of their segment. So overall, you're going to see lower fees, improve liquidity versus a traditional annuity, and then maybe even more control than what's typically out there. Yeah. So you're talking about, you know, a lot of people look at variable annuities, right? And I know a lot of clients already own, you know, variable annuities, index annuities, various product structures. And hearing you talk about this buffer annuity concept, they might be interesting. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about, you know, on DPL's website, there's the annuity cost comparison tool mm-hmm. that we use quite frequently just to look at, you know, low cost, look at income. But there's a third category on there that's about protected growth, which I think fits in exactly mm-hmm. with what we're talking about today. So just tell us a little bit about how you're seeing advisors use that annuity cost comparison tool when they're actually looking at you know, recommending something like this buffer annuity. Yeah, absolutely. So the annuity comparison calculator on our website is a terrific option because it allows an advisor to be able to quickly streamline the evaluation of a current annuity, any variable annuity, and then look at our whole platform. What you're going to notice with DPL is that it's an objective approach. When you utilize our tools or you work with our consultants, there's never a preconceived idea of what the objective is. For every client, it could be different. But to your point, there might be some people out there that put a variable annuity, plug it into the calculator, and then they would like the idea of protected growth. Maybe they want to de-risk out of being completely uh, in a variable product. I'll give you a quick example. There's a firm I work with in Texas, and they had a client that had uh, walked in with a variable annuity with a traditional living benefit rider for guaranteed income. Pretty common situation that we come across and advisors come across. And they noticed that the client had plenty of other of their expenses covered, and they had this living benefit rider that they really didn't need. So that was really a non-factor. They peeled back, of course, the onion on what the fees were, and it was really expensive. We're talking like three and a half percent a year. So a lot of explicit fees and a variable product where they couldn't even be fully invested in equities to begin with. So when they thought about it, they said, well, it'd be a lot more attractive if we could instead take some risk off the table and have some type of principal protection strategy. So what they did is we worked together to input it through the tool. We solved for protected growth. They didn't want to go all the way to a fixed index annuity or basically bonds. So they decided, you know, we're okay with some 
level of risk, but we like to have some protection. That's exactly where the buffer annuity fits. The buffer annuity was a great option because now they're going to be able to greatly reduce the fees, but then be able to still have significant upside. So we were able to create a proposal through our tool that showed that there's going to be significant cost savings. We're talking from 3.5 to 0.25 in this example. They add in their advisory fees, so they're saving uh, well over 2%. And then they're going to be able to say, instead of you know, Mr. and Ms. Client being completely invested in the market or variable, we now can accomplish what you're looking for, which is to still get some significant return, but now you have some protected growth. So from this point forward, they're going to be able to participate in the market on the upswing and on the downside, they know they have 10% of losses covered. So that was a great combination for them. And they had a proposal created through our tool that compared the fees, of course, which we always do that, but then also the protection levels. And it showed they're not protected on one side. And now they are protected on the downside through the buffer annuity, which is exactly what the client was looking for. And they had no idea it existed. And at the time, the advisor didn't either because there's a new product category. They hadn't worked in the annuity industry for really over a decade. So they're really excited to see it available. And it was a great option they found through the tool. You know, it sounds like that was super helpful, especially, you know, just being presented all the options, knowing, hey, we can look at several different choices other than just, you know, variable annuity, index annuity, kind of that tweener product type. But something you just mm-hmm. mentioned was that, you know, a lot of firms, you know, They've never had exposure to these types of solutions before. You know, a lot of times what I'm hearing from advisors is that the first annuity they write with DPL might even be the first annuity they've wrote in their entire career or maybe the Mm -hmm. first one they've used in, you know, decades like you just mentioned. So I guess talk to us a little bit about your process when when regards to, you know, looking at a buffer annuity. If I was an advisor that's never used these, never had any exposures to these, I guess, how would I go about kind of my due diligence process and and kind of thinking through a solution like this? Yeah, absolutely. So when when we work with an advisor, what we want to do is really segment a lot of our solutions in different categories. And one of those being principal protection. So when you look at principal protection, you can be completely risk averse where you want a stated rate of return for multiple years, that would be a fixed annuity or a MIGA, multi-year guaranteed annuity. If you just want to eliminate downside, but you're okay with uh, some upside potential, then that's where a fixed index annuity fits into play. If we're talking about today with a buffer annuity, that's the next category, the final in this area where you can still have significant upside, but now the carrier takes on a portion of the downside risk. So what we do with firms is really lay out these different options, make sure they know where they fit in some of the trade-offs in terms of risk and also fees and so forth. But with the buffer annuity, what we do is help the advisor really understand that uh, this can be very customizable. So these options typically have five to six different indices, and they're going to be indices that the advisor understands or is, of course, utilizing their practice. You know, We're talking S&P, NASDAQ, Russell, and options that they might want to help their client get exposure to. But the problem is the downside risk. So this allows the advisor to customize a potential downside of you know 10% protection or limiting the downside to only losing 10%. And what it allows the advisor to do is tell their client, hey, I'm still going to get you exposure to these areas, but you don't have to worry about the worst case scenario severely impacting your portfolio. So we just help with diligence around what's the most important in terms of highest caps Is it making sure it's a liquid option? Do you like that control feature that we talked about earlier where you can freeze the rate of return in the middle of the year? Or would you like to 
also add on lifetime income to the strategy. So at the end of the day, we don't have any preference here at DPL. It's all about finding the best option for the advisor and going through diligence on the different indices, the different products, the fees that might be on there, and then the liquidity restrictions. Those are the main really you know, elements that have to be evaluated to find the best option. And then from there, like we talked about earlier, it's finding where they're at clients for this. It could be some of the clients we talked about that are at or near retirement or those who own existing annuities. Think about what their risk tolerance, tolerance is now, not what it was when they bought it 15 years ago. What is it now? What is it for the next five to 10 years? You know, those are the ones that we can start, you know, really pulling out and seeing if they'd be a good fit. So once an advisor's done diligence on the solution, they've identified, hey, I like this product with this feature, this index. You know, talk to us a little bit about how do they approach their clients with this? Because obviously this is a new concept, right? And most of these advisors that that might be talking about this, they've never actually talked to the client about an annuity before, right? Right. So talk to us just a little bit about, you know, what advice do you have for advisors as they want to go out and put this new solution out there as, as something that the client would have the option of purchasing? Yeah, for sure. So when advisors work with us, it's really clear that the diligence and the recommendation is coming from DPL. You know, we are the licensed agents that are working with these advisors to be able to have the conversation through us and maybe start that discussion. So let's say they do their diligence. They like an option a lot. What we do is make sure the advisor has all the necessary information about the product, but then those key bullet points to talk about the key concepts there. Now, as a licensed agents here, we're always able to talk to the clients as well if they have questions. But what we do is really arm the advisor with everything they need to be you know, enough of an expert to start the conversation and then know that the recommendation, of course, is coming from DPL. Ultimately, if we are making an exchange or think it makes sense as part of their allocation, they know that that's coming from the DPL consultant and through our network, but we're empowering advisors to start having those conversations and making sure they have what they need. So they're not calling their client, just talk about a product that they know, you know two facts about. It's knowing some of those key bullet points and then relying on us to fill in any other details that might be needed to have the client be comfortable with potentially moving forward, having 1035 exchange with their current annuity, or simply just having a new solution as part of their arsenal. Yeah. And so talk to us a little bit about, you know, the client experience, like when an advisor has worked with a client and the client has taken up on the DPL recommendation, you know, how has that been for the client? You know, it sounds like you had a number of advisors that have, that have helped, you know, worked with clients to be in these solutions, you know, in the past. And obviously we've had a ton of market volatility recently. What type of feedback are you getting from advisors that have clients in these solutions, especially during the volatile market that we have right now? Yeah, that's a great question. So far, we're getting great feedback that it's making those discussions easier. You know, advisors are so used to, you know, really watching the market daily and, and oh, this is going to be a tough conversation. I was with an advisor the other week and they saw the market was down and they're like, oh, this is going to be a great conversation. Or I really look forward to, you know, figuring out what we're going to do about this. So it takes some of that stress out of the advisor's life and also the portfolio and, of course, for the client. So taking away some of that risk allows the client to have a better peace of mind. And then it makes maybe those quarterly reviews with clients a little smoother. If there is some volatility, hey, first of all, it's a long-term strategy. You know, it, you're planning on being in these, you know, for six or seven years until we at least. But the point is, is that taking away some of that downside risk really allows it to fit nicely between equities and bonds. And then maybe the advisor 
can manage a little differently outside of this allocation with a little more confidence. So maybe they have some more equity allocation elsewhere where they understand the risk there. And then they have the safe money and bonds or FIAs, but they understand that the buffer fits in the middle. It really solves for the sequence of return risk mitigation and leads to you know really less concern. If there is some volatility, they know that they do have some protection. The carrier is absorbing some of the risk, and then they can still be able to accept a lot of the upside potential. So, so far, we're getting great feedback from firms saying, we're really glad we did this and made you know, Q1 of this year an easier process for our clients. And ultimately, we led to a you know, more efficient financial plan. So I think it is absolutely filling a void that a lot of advisors have right now because they don't know all their options and they just kind of view it as two extremes. Having something in the middle makes the life easier for the advisor and client. And that's why it's becoming so much more popular, especially right now when you see this volatility. Yeah, that's great insights because, you know, like you mentioned, a lot of times we hear from firms that, you know, when the market's down, it's, uh, you know, it's difficult to talk to clients and, and constantly telling them, hey, yeah. stick, stick to the plan. Let's hold true. We're in it for the long haul, which is definitely <laughs> what we're in it for. But it sounds like this kind of gives them a, a piece of the pie that they can share with the client. Hey, you know, we implemented this for some downside protection. Here's a bucket of money that's going to help with sequence of return risk, which is going to allow the rest of those equities to run. So it sounds like this can be a really nice crutch when you're having a conversation with a client during a volatile market, knowing you have something that's a little more consistent. So it sounds like you're getting great positive feedback. And I guess just last yeah. thing here, you know, from advisors that have, you know, gone through this process once, maybe twice and gone through this, do you see them kind of looking at this more so as, you know, an asset class in itself, more so than just, you know, doing it for one or two clients? Or do you see it more so looking at, you know, across their client base, kind of looking at this as part of the overall asset allocation, kind of this is a new asset? Yeah. How are you seeing that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think it absolutely uh, can fit in as a portion of uh, the allocation, as you mentioned, and advisors are already doing this. So instead of a client being, you know, 80-20, which is, of course, aggressive, and then going all the way 60-40, you know, balance, which... Right now, balance is tough because you have 40% in bonds, which as we've covered, is not expected to earn really much of anything the next year's, you know, according to the experts. And then uh, in equities, which we're seeing volatility right now, that's been all over the place and some clients noticing some negative returns. Instead, what has made sense for some people is saying, why don't we go 60, 20, 20? Let's have 20% in the buffer. We're still gonna have good upside, but we have some element of principal protection and then it actually might strengthen the whole of the allocation there. And you can even be able to run some of these scenarios. Of course, you know, illustrations are prepared, but seeing really testing this out within Monte Carlo software, you know, within eMoney, Money Guide Pro, there are ways that you can actually test this out to see how this affects the portfolio during different market cycles. And I think advisors have found that to be really helpful because the combination of equities, bonds, and the buffer has helped maybe clients outperform if they were just straight 60-40 in certain market conditions, especially right now for all the reasons we're talking about. It's kind of the highest risk that you would expect with both sides of the portfolio. So carving out a portion makes a lot of sense, maybe because you still get a lot of the upside, but you address some of the downside risk, which is the most difficult thing right now for advisors, I think, to address their clients. 
Yeah, Ross, so it sounds like the clients really enjoy this solution. You know, first of all, it sounds like they love hearing about it because of the, mm-hmm. the market volatility dampening that it does, as well as, you know, in the future when they go to review it, it sounds like they've had a really good experience. So I guess talk to us a little bit, you know, about ways that advisors can use this tool uh, essentially as a way to, you know, get additional assets that they may not, you know, when they're approaching clients with the stock and bond portfolio, they can't get the clients mm-hmm. to move forward. So talk to us about maybe, is there a way they can use this to, gather assets that they normally wouldn't get when they just are approaching clients with stocks and bonds? Yeah, absolutely. So the answer always as a starting point is that if clients own existing annuities and the risk tolerance has changed to something like a buffer, that's always going to be a potential candidate. So always keep that in mind. If they're completely in a fixed account or completely variable, think about where they are now in terms of risk tolerance. But outside of that idea, of course, we do have a lot of firms that have noticed that they have clients sitting on too much cash, sending in money in the bank channel, just sitting outside their firm in different instruments that provide safety or protection. And when they look at the buffer annuity now, they notice that this can be able to address some of their concerns. As we mentioned before, these are very customizable. You can get three years of protection, maybe on the S&P up to 20%. And I believe the stat is that it's 95% of the time that completely covers your downside exposure over a three-year period. And then you still have maybe about 50% return upside in the interim, just as an example. So the point with that is that it's a very safe investment. And when, if you have a client that is that risk averse and they're sitting on too much cash or too many bonds or CDs or money in the bank channel, that might be actually a natural progression to get them to invest in the market. And now that's money that the RA can manage. And then they now can justify their advisory fee it's fitting a role in the plan, and it absolutely covers all the client's bases that they are looking for there. So a lot of times when a client's sitting in cash, it's not because they like to sit in cash, but they probably have an objection or they have some concerns about uh, downside performance. And when they see the idea of the buffer, it actually is a great cash substitute because of the protection levels. And then, of course, a lot of our options are also liquid. So they're not also trading a lot of illiquidity at all. No, that's great. So it sounds like advisors can fee bill on this solution. Then it's kind of what you're talking about. So can you tell us just a little bit, you know, how are they charging their typical AUM fee? How are they billing this one, I guess? Yeah, great question. It's one we get all the time. You know, what do advisors typically charge for this? And the truth is that they're going to fit in how they typically do for normal investment management. Now, if they want guidance on should we treat this as an equity or a bond, you know, we certainly can help with that discussion but it's going to fit right in line with how they typically are charging for clients. So let's say they typically charge 1%. That's going to be the same. They're going to charge on the buffer annuity. And really in all cases, they're going to be able to charge that advisory fee from the product itself, from a separate account, super easy. Ultimately, they're going to charge what they normally do because they're providing planning. If it's a role in the financial plan, and if it was maybe currently in cash, or of course, not even at their firm to begin with, that's a great opportunity to also have some more gain of growth in the process. So win-win for the client getting a better solution, fitting the role in the plan. And now the firm also has organic uh, fueling growth, which is uh, certainly exciting. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today, Ross. This has been an excellent topic. Uh, Like I said, we've seen a lot of it in the news. We've heard a lot about it. Thank you for kind of uh, walking us through it so we better understand it. Sounds like you've been pretty busy working with advisors on this solution. So yeah, and yeah. thanks to all of our listeners out there that you know are listening to this podcast today. So appreciate the time and look forward to our next 
series of advisor revelation where we'll dive into more topics like these. And if you have interest in what we talked about today, make sure you hop out to the website, dplfp.com. Go to our team member page, connect with Ross, connect with others of the team that can uh, you know dive deep and answer any questions you have. So thanks to our listeners today. And thanks, Ross, for joining us as well. Yeah, Tim, thanks for having me. Always look forward to joining the podcast and uh, look forward to more to come. Thanks for listening. To hear more advisor revelations, go to dplfp.com and subscribe on your favorite podcast streaming app.